This is Seba, the Southern Fried Witch, and this is episode 26. I am doubtful as to the quality of this particular podcast today. I have uh, struggled with whether or not to do one, and I've got so many of y'all that really tell me how much you look forward to these every week. So, you know, my intention when I first started the podcast was to do several in a row ahead of time and that way if I ever ended up sick or something happened everything would be fine well somewhere along the way y'all I completely let life get a hold of me and now I'm sick and I don't have an episode ready for this weekend I don't know if y'all remember last episode when I told y'all that my husband was really ill and I was all proud of myself that I was bouncing back Well, don't I look like a fucking fool? So, yeah, don't know how long I can go, and I duly apologize for the sound of my voice. If I had a little whiskey in this house, I tell you what right now, I would go ahead and use it with some honey and some lemon. You know what? I need to text my husband and tell him to bring that home. There's something really cleansing about that for me. Anyhow, sick as a dog sick as a dog, and we'll do the best we can today. Y'all know it just does not help things. This weather, we've been going through all this rain and need an arc down here. We have 60 and 70 degree days and then damn thing just plumbles into, well, we're getting 20s tonight. So we're running back and forth, cutting off the water to the well and bundling up chickens outside that are too young for that kind of thing and I cannot wait for spring. I told y'all I get so seasonal but also I just get so frustrated with the whole damn mess. Ready to have a little something that I can depend upon weather-wise. Just to be out in the sun would be nice. So wherever you are if you have sun today and it's pretty do be grateful. All right, y'all. Well, since I'm sick, I thought I would read a few things to y'all. My emails are wonderful. I got behind on answering y'all's emails, but don't ever give up on me. I tell you what, I will get to them. And if I've missed one and you have not heard from me and it's been weeks, I don't know how, but I accidentally dropped a couple of emails. They just disappeared. I don't know what the hell I did. So if you haven't heard from me and you wrote to me and it's been a couple of weeks, Do me a solid and write me back. All right. I have a a dear listener. Her name is Minerva. And we've been writing each other a little bit. And she wrote me an email a little while back. And here it is. She says, I had a great impulse. My altar offerings cleaning welcoming. I love it. Spring is coming. How warm is it in a high tunnel in the winter? Now, I want to stop right here. I don't know if y'all have ever wondered how warm it is in a high tunnel in the winter. And the answer is, I don't fucking know. 
I'm here to tell y'all that that thing makes no sense to me. I have not learned it well enough to answer questions on that. And I'm not going to pretend to know stuff when I don't. It was like 45 degrees one day, but it was really sunny about a week ago. So it was kind of chilly out there in the wind and everything. And I took Harriet, my pet chicken, into that high tunnel to see what was going on and what was what. And it was so dang hot in there, we couldn't stay. She started to pant. I would say it was at least somewhere in the upper 90s. It may have been worse. I couldn't handle it. Now, I think that had everything to do with the sun. So, I don't know what to tell you. Another night, it was like 32 in the daytime. And then that night, it got down to like 22. This is about a month ago. And I was all, well, everything's going to be fine, you know. Well, it wasn't fine. I went out there the next day, and there was just death galore. My beloved family had bought me a couple of, okay, I think three or four banana trees, and they had all passed away unduly in the night. (laughs) A frost did hit it, so I think it tries to be about 10 degrees hotter at night when there's no sun somewhere in there. So a 22 degree night would be still freezing inside the hot tunnel. I'm sorry if I'm rambling, but the answer is I just don't know yet. I just don't know. It keeps the frost off. And I think they are intended to extend a season. You know, I mean, I've thought about if there's some kind of way I can put a wood burning stove out there. But that kind of planning and that kind of plotting is going to have to be really intense because it's plastic. So I haven't really figured it out yet on how to extend it further than that. But that's okay, y'all, because mama needs a rest in the winter. You feel me? And I've got my CSA about to start and I'm going to be working my butt off for a few folks. And I'm looking forward to, to doing that. But by winter, I'm kind of all, thank God that's over. I need to rest. Anyway, back to what she had to say. She said she wants one, and she said, I actually just want to put a hammock in one with my green everything growing around me, a serenity escape in the cold months. I don't know if y'all just heard my chicken just throw a come apart over here. Just had her a come apart. Anyway, then she goes, "Uh, somehow my son got Gurney Seed catalog ads on his computer, and he wants me to grow their strawberries. I grow my own strawberries. If Gurney's promises the rabbits will stay out of my garden, then I'll consider it. Sweetie, I don't know how you feel about an outside kitty cat, but mm -hmm, nothing messes with my stuff. And the kitties I have now don't kill rabbits. Thank goddess. Because the cat I had before didn't. It just about break my heart. But the ones I have now, they don't kill them. They just chase them off. So we've got rabbit colonies or whatever living all in the woods and they're so cute and then I let the cats out in the morning and they're like you're out of here buster so then she goes on to something that I really want to talk to Uh, I don't know she meant to kind of get my juices flowing and thinking this way but here it goes I've been planning out my garden that's what makes me happy in the winter looking through the seed catalogs as an adult is like looking through the sears christmas catalog as a kid girl don't i feel you it's an addiction though be careful mine is uh what is it rare seeds oh my god 
Baker Creek. Good grief. I just sort of just slurp all over the damn thing with all their purples and pinks and oof, they're killing me. Where were we here? The garden, 15 by 15, has morphed slowly as I age. It was originally full of veggies, corn and peas and lettuces. Then, part veggie and part herbs. Now it's half herb garden and half bee garden. Everything is coexisting, living in harmony, and there are irreverent trails of strawberries running through the herbs. The rabbits typically get to them before we do. The kids are growing up, ready to leave the nest. My crone garden reflects that. I love her. Damn, y'all, I wish my chicken out back. Her name's Butterbutt, and she throws such a fit when she lays an egg. I know y'all hear it. Must have hurt. Anyhow, what I love about this is she called it a crone garden. You could have knocked me over with a feather. I don't know everything. This may be a thing out there. There may be books written on this. I don't know, but she said crone garden, and I went, I want one. (laughs) Of course, you know, that's kind of how I am with things. You know, somebody ends up with a purple elephant ear. I'm like, oh, my life is not complete. I see a, a painted silky chicken. Well, there you go. I need that too, you know. I kind of go whole hog on something that I'm crazy about already. With this idea, this is just, she's just killing it. First of all, just Minerva, you are making me want to be more reflective about my own gardening processes, the life of it. I've always kept a gardening journal. That way I can look back and I can say, oh, that particular variety didn't grow that well, or... You know, the squash bugs hit about this time. Stuff like that. And then I can really plan and be prepared for the new season. I will know things. You know, everything from that to where the sun's going to hit in July. So I didn't think of doing a more in-depth study of my own growth as a gardener. And now I feel like a damn cold fool. So thank you for that, not for making me feel like a damn cold fool, but for shaking an old witch up and really getting me in a more reflective position. You know, what I did was I just kept on piling things on. I mean, I started like anybody else, well, at least often uh, anybody else with flowers. They're just wonderful. They're easy. You know, I've got roses, gardenias. I have echinacea, which is a gorgeous flower. And I have it in all kinds of colors. And that was the way I began. And then vegetables, of course. You know, I'd done such a wonderful garden back in 1991 and 92, I reckon. And I wanted to get back to that. So I started, I was living in town and and I wasn't getting a whole lot of sun in the middle of the yard. So I started with, y'all remember those (laughs) topsy-turvies? Lame, dumb things. Yeah, they... They don't work that well for me, but I I did do those, and I got a raised bed. Then in 2012, we moved out here in the country, and suddenly I was like, well, damn, I can grow anything I want, and I did. 
And then I got more specific about my herbs. I think what I'm trying to say is that I just added on and added on until I had everything nearly, but I didn't think about what I wanted it to do for me. And sometimes we have finite energy. Sometimes we need to really focus what we want our garden to be doing for us. I could totally see myself, Minerva, getting down to a place when I'm older that I'm primarily growing herbs, medicinal herbs and flowers. Hopefully I'll have a daughter-in-law or a grandchild who'll take over all the other stuff. So I'm really down, you know, I'm really down with this idea of a crone garden. And I'm going to start thinking about what that is. I reckon if I continue to grow all my vegetables, that I might want to do a small little plot, just a little thing, and really let it be that crone garden space that you're speaking of. But you know, we've talked about this before. I don't believe you can hold magic in your hands and make it a solid thing. It's that idea of trying to monitor and police the sacred, it's going to slip right through your fingers or become dogma. And I think the way this crone garden is hitting me is reminding me that we change or we die. And even if we do change, we die, but a little bit longer down the road. And it's a lot more fun. So I'm sitting here thinking about what would I want my crone garden to look like? What would I want it to be? And it would have to be something I feel that would reflect who I am as a crone. You know what? I bet you a crone garden is selfish. I mean, not the kind of selfishness of, you know, hurting the land or the bees. No, 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 that won't even work. I mean, not growing it for somebody else. Finally, just for me, just my favorite, favorite things. Even if they were whimsical. Damn, you really have me thinking. You know, most things that have to do with aging are just so damn depressing. They're all about arthritis and your skin getting all crepey and your back starting to hurt when you try to stand up. It's just so damn depressing. But this idea, this crone garden idea, has really got me digging into the beauty of the whole thing. Because we are still morphing and changing inside. You know, not just the stupid fleshy meat suit we're walking around in. I think we get more beautiful inside. So it kind of excites me to see who I'm going to be. So I guess in this whole witchifying every damn thing that I'm always going long about, I need to witchify a little bit more of my aging process. And that includes my gardening. You know, there's always been some things I wanted to grow shit tons of just because I love it. And some of the stuff I can't sell in a CSA and some of it, it would take up enough space that it would get in the way of the rest of my gardening. But suddenly I'm thinking to myself, I don't know. I deserve to. I deserve that. If that's what I want to do, I damn straight should do it. Because maybe there's a reason I want to do that so badly. And maybe I'm resisting the magic of wherever I'm evolving to, what I'm becoming, because I'm saying to myself now, honey, you can't grow a whole patch of purslane. 
Purslane is crazy good for your body. Do the research. It's nutballs, y'all. So much omega-3s and vitamin E and just delicious. Where it pops up, I always love to grab it and give it to the chickens and put some on my salad for a little nutty crunch, little nutty lemony hit. And I just wish I had a lot more of it. Well, screw it. I think I'm going to do it. Also, Job's Tears, these Native American beads, basically, (laughs) that come from a grain. Look those up. Job's Tears are the shit. And I used them to make all kinds of cool stuff, all kinds of um, beaded work. And they have a natural hole that occurs in them from the, the grain stalk. I just love those things. You'd have to grow a shit ton of that to actually use it as a grain source. I just want it for the pretty blues and blacks and whites and gray beads. I just love that. But you see, that could have something to do with my magic and where I'm going. I've never really crafted before. I grow things, I cook things, I make my own medicines, but... I'm that dumbass witch that will super glue her finger with a hot gun to that candle. Okay? That is me. Everything I ever make that's crafty comes out looking like it was your second grade effort to make something for your mama with Elmer's glue and macaroni. That is how (laughs) crafting goes. Except that I'm really digging these Joe's tears that I grew Maybe I'm into that. Mm, I don't know. And telling myself I can't have it. It's like when your body knows you need something and you kind of craving it. There's a reason, you know, somebody trying to tell you something. And I'm digging the idea of a crone garden because it means I can let that garden be the thing that nourishes my aging. Aging of my soul and my mind, not just my body. So this is like the hottest concept ever, and you're a Betty Badass. Okay, Minerva? Alrighty then. I've got other badass listeners out there, y'all. And I just want to kind of do a hodgepodge since I'm so sick of kind of shout-outs. And I'm going to make sure I hit people that I haven't been doing. And one of them, I messed up their name months ago, and I said Firelight, and it wasn't Firelight. It was Fire Lotus the Witch. So, I'm so sorry about that, honey. But my sugar back there, I think living in Florida. I can't remember. Watch me mess that up, too. Has written to me about wanting to get back into trying their first garden. I don't know what your pronouns are, honey. Make sure to tell me what that is, and I will always honor them. And... I'm loving some of these ideas because it looks like Fire Lotus looks like you want to do sunflowers and sage. And that's wonderful. That's going to totally work out, especially where you are. Anyhow, I'm seeing here that there are a lot of cool things that you want to do. And you're saying you're going to look through my blog and try to find tips and stuff on how to do that. Let me help you right now. If you want to know something in particular that I might know, just ask me those questions. Just pop them to me, honey. And I would be happy to help you as you go along. Us older folks have got to be there for y'all younger folks. And I'm seeing here you're about to be 27 in April. 
the same month I'm turning 54. So you very well could be my own kid. Don't you even worry about writing to me and going, what the hell goes into a peach cobbler? Or whatever you need, I'm right here. So I'm really excited that maybe I'm inspiring people to grow something. I mean, y'all, you can grow chives in your window in an apartment. It'll make all the difference. All right, then. I'm just a little too sick to do everyone that wrote in. So I hope y'all will forgive me on that. But my friend Brian, who is a Christian and one of my most devout listeners, <laughs> which I have to tell y'all how much that tickles me. Oh my God, that just tickles the shit out of me. And it's like we all have our middle fingers up to all these ideas that we can't get along. <laughs> and it just, whoo, butter on my popcorn, y'all. Butter on my popcorn. And Brian lives here in Alabama. And he wrote to me about that podcast I did on knowing your worth. I think that was last Sunday. Don't hold me to it. And he says this. He says, I will always feel and know the value of your worth. Also, your story reminds me of the story in the Bible when the people were given their tithes. A woman who did not have much for herself gave one coin. And Jesus said that she had given more than anyone else here, technically because she had given half of what she owns. Sorry for the Bible analogy. Let me stop you right there. I do not mind, Brian. I do not mind. I'm not one of those pagans. I mean, I have my ideas on Christianity, and I'm going to be polite about it. But, you know, it's all mythology, and it's all beautiful, and there's truth in everything. So, psh, don't you even worry about that. So, anyway, he says, sorry for the Bible analogy, but you know that is about all I know. LOL. <laughs> Fair enough. Also, I didn't know you grew popcorn. I'd love to buy some from you. I've never had fresh popcorn. Also, my dad said that he would love some ghost peppers. He likes to bake sauce with it. And then he says, P.S., you can always say anything I email to you on the podcast. I ain't scared. <laughs> yeah, me either, obviously. Anyway, this was awesome. This was just awesome. I think the story that you wrote here, Brian, I think it was that you're referencing is right on target. It's right on target, sugar. And thank you so much for writing in. Y'all know, the older I get, the less give a shit I have about what people might think of me. Now, I don't mean that I'm completely callous. I've got feelings and y'all could hurt them, I'm sure. But I had a friend of mine, Janus, tell me the other night that he thought that I was getting pretty close one day to just coming out of the closet all together. And I said, well, as soon as I can make money, I don't know what it might be on. Um, if I ever get that book back going, if y'all are interested in that book, let me know. You know, there may come a time where I can afford just a little bit to come out of the closet because around here, mm, my husband could lose his job. I mean, I don't know that he could lose his job. We would do what I did when I lost mine. We'd just turn around and sue the living pants off of him. But it's still a possibility, you know? But I am hoping one day 
that I can be my truest self and get back to the way it used to be, where the townsfolk will call the local country witch over there to help them create a poultice or, you know, bless a house right quick or give a blessing to the cows, you know, the cattle, the livestock. There's just no need in all this nonsense of being afraid of each other. Anyway, if you are a Christian and you're listening to me still on episode 26, I reckon you figured out that I'm not out there cutting up blood sacrifices and praying to an upside down devil trying to figure out when I can steal your baby. Am I about right? Okay, good. I'm glad we finally got that clear. Because the only time we use baby tears in a ritual is if it's a high holiday. (laughs) Ah, I'm kidding, am I? I don't know. (laughs) But y'all get the idea. I look forward to croning all the way out, you know. Marching my little happy ass downtown in a long flowing cloak. Ooh, that'd make me happy. But I don't lie. You ask me outright what my religion is, I'll tell you. It truly is just the cinnamon sugar on my toast when I have a Christian write to me and say, Hey, you're not that bad. You kind of remind me of this story in the Bible. (laughs) Well, I'm happy now. Thank you for accepting me and letting me, you know, not letting me because we all have freedom of religion, y'all. But just allowing space for that and not feeling threatened. How fucking badass is that? So I wanted to point out my three badasses that wrote in, and they are not the only ones. But one of them taught me that I need to look at croning as, you know, part of that witchifying every damn thing. And let that croning spill over into my beautiful sacred gardening processes. And then the other one, Reminded me that getting older, being a kind of crony witch over here, I've got something I can share with these young witches coming up in the world. And that was something I needed to remember, something I needed to know. And then the last badass on the list, you just gave me faith back in humanity. That coexist thing, you just keep that thing up. Love you for that. So... I got a fever and like the room is kind of (laughs) spinny and I haven't taken drugs since 1984. So I can factor pretty well that this is a rough virus I have a hold of and I don't know how long I can stay on the air, hun. So I'm going to probably have to go, but I did want to say that these wonderful emails I'm getting, y'all keep those up. Please keep those up. But could one of two of y'all write in a question? I love answering questions. If you've got one, hit me up. If I don't answer it on the air, I'll answer it in my email. Also, I wanted y'all to know that I'm thinking of doing a Patreon. Now, I know, ugh, right? There'd be money involved in it, and not a lot of money. I hear you can't make a whole lot. There goes my rooster. But I need to make some money, even if it's just a little tiny pile. And I wasn't factoring on taking away my podcast from y'all. I would still do a certain number a month and it just be completely for free as it is right now. I was thinking about maybe 
blogging again. I don't know if y'all have looked at my blog at southernfriedwitch.com, but I used to be strictly a blogger. And I was thinking about doing a little bit of that again and putting it on Patreon. I also thought I would do some more specific content in my podcast and release one or two of those a month on Patreon. I know they've got different levels and that could help me offset some of the costs that I'm having to go through. And so I was wondering if y'all would do me a favor. Would you write in and give me ideas of if I were to do a Patreon? I'm so sorry about that damn rooster, y'all. He's over there just spitting vinegar going, I'm a man, and strutting around at the top of his voice. I go out there and throw him corn and suddenly he's a little boy, I tell you that. Anyway, give me some ideas. What would you be interested in if you were to support a Patreon account? Lord, what would you be interested in doing? What would you want to support? Would it be more podcast content? Because I know I've been going kind of shy lately with like 30 minute ones. Some blog content and what kind of blog content, you know, recipes. What would you be interested in supporting? Would you let me know that? I won't hold you to it. We're all poor here. But if you could give me some basic ideas so I can kind of wrap this up. I'm at like 3,700 followers, I think, over on my Facebook. And I wanted to do something special when I hit that 4,000. So this is what I thought I would do. Like I've said, while I don't mind at all being out of the closet, I cannot show my face right now because it could hurt my family here in Alabama. So I can't do a YouTube thing. I'm so sorry, y'all. But I can do other things. So y'all let me know what those things might be, and I'll put them into the idea bank. And I hope one or two of you would consider actually being a Patreon supporter. I understand if you can't, though. And one last thing, y'all. Here we go. I wanted to do something special for y'all that would bring you kind of more into the podcast. And I don't know. Let's be friends. I want to be more real to y'all. So I am looking for short, just very short stories from y'all about Times when you realized that an animal that most folks would not think had a spirit or a personality or whatever taught you differently. Kind of animal spirit guides, that kind of thing. Now, you know, I'm partial to chicken stories, so that'll be a level up if I see one of those. But also possums and lizards and toads and maybe a cardinal or two. And I'm going to read those on air, and whichever story touches me the hardest, I'm going to send y'all some homegrown popcorn, which I'm legally allowed to do, as long as it's, you know, for seed. Mm Mm-hmm. You don't have to pop it. So I will send you homegrown popcorn, and maybe a couple of other little goodies, like some homemade lip salve that I have out here, or echinacea buds. But you will get one lovely little package out of Southern Fried Witch if your story touches me the most. Will you do that for me? I look forward to getting those stories. If you'll just put in the subject line, animal spirit story, 
then I'll be able to kind of categorize those. Make sure they're alive (laughs) or were alive and an encounter you might have had. I'd love to hear those and read those because we are witchifying every damn thing. And y'all, this is something close to my heart. So share with me, okay? All right, y'all. I fully apologize for the quality of my voice today. I am so, so sorry. Forgive me. Hopefully by next week, we'll be back in top shape. But in the meantime, love you like butter. Blessed be y'all. Y'all have been listening to the Southern Fried Witch Podcast. Come back around next week for a little bit more magic from the deep south.